0: Good day to everyone. We'll welcome uh, each and every one of you. We're so excited, as always, that you are here with us. So excited uh, that you have tuned in with us today. I hope you have had a good week. Glad to be here uh, again just to study and um, take a little bit of time out of our days, out of our weeks, to just uh, dig a little bit deeper uh, into God's Word. David is, of course, here with me. Uh, Appreciate uh, his faithfulness and uh, obedience. He says good afternoon. You have a good day, David?
1: Yeah, oy. Sold some work. Did some work. It's always good. Yeah.
0: Good deal. Did you get hot?
1: Uh not really. It's a fairly decent day. Yeah. Not too bad. Can't complain.
0: Yeah. Uh well if you're if you're following along here, uh, we'll be in Romans chapter eight if you want to go ahead and uh, uh turn there. Uh, but we're just going to kind of pick up from what we talked about last week and we started this idea of the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives and we're going to kind of wrap some of those thoughts up today and type some uh, uh, loose ends I want to kind of reiterate this idea of this holy entourage um, that uh, is with us in Psalms chapter 139 uh, verse 5 it says you hem me in uh, behind and before me and you lay your hand uh, upon me. Um, there's this holy entourage, uh, David, that we have uh, following us uh, every single day. In um, the word there, as I was studying that this week, uh, the word there, uh, the this idea of being hemmed in, as it says in Psalms 139, uh, it actually comes from a Hebrew term uh, to fortify something. It's a milita- military term. Um, you know, guarding something that's valuable, uh, and it says, "You, God, him me in behind and before me." Um, and so, because of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives, Ephesians one thirteen, we have been sealed by the promised Holy Spirit. We get to proclaim a relationship with God. Uh, you know, when when God hymns you in, He goes before you. He goes, He goes before you. That is, you know, Je- Je- Jehovah Nisi. Is, is what that is. The, the Lord is, is my banner. The Lord is my banner. When, when, when armies would march into, into war or, or go into battle, uh, they would carry their flags. They would carry their uh, banners to signify, you know, who they were, to signify their identity. And a lot of times those banners and those flags, um, they were flew on the front lines to give the, to give the soldiers uh, a source of hope, uh, a source of focus in times of battle. Um, but banners are also raised, raised in, the, in the rafters, right, to celebrate and to remember uh, and to honor them. Um, and, and so He goes behind you. He goes before you. He surrounds you with more than enough security, more than enough strength, more than enough uh, protection, right? And, and so that's our hope. That's our focus. And we remember those things and we honor those things. Um, in any situation, and when we realize this inner presence, David, uh, peace, calmness, confidence, that begins to become an actual possibility, a real possibility in any situation. You may think, well, I can't be peaceful in this situation, I struggle in this. You know, uh, When you realize the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, that becomes a real possibility. Um, You know, we find peace, we take courage in in the realization uh, of this holy entourage. At least I do. When you start to grasp that idea that you have been hemmed in, um, you know, we are never alone. Uh, Take a look at Philippians chapter 2, verse verse 13.
1: For it is God which worketh in you both to the will and to do of his good pleasure.
0: So we have, we have everything within us, everything we need uh, to live a life that pleases God. We just have to activate it. Right, we have to intentionally choose, going back to last week, what we talked about last week, we have to intentionally choose uh, to live in, in the Spirit. Right, so, so we started to break that down a little bit of what that looked like in Romans 8 last week. Um, okay, what, what, does it, what does it look like? Right, the the life that lives in the Spirit, the life whose mind is set on things above, the life that lives according to the Spirit. What does that life look like?
1: Uh, the fruits of the Spirit come into mind. Uh, you attain peace, long suffering, uh, temperance, meekness. Um, you're kind. You show love. That's what it looks like um, when you draw nigh to God. He draws nice to you, and then from that relationship stems the love of God, mm-hmm. and God is love. So, you know, that's what yeah. happens when you get in spirit.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Period. No matter what, you know, it's just the, the truth about God, mm-hmm. and the truth of God
0: yeah you know paul says in galatians 5 what you're talking about but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such things there is no law right not so so not only again it feels it feels like we talk about this all the time it does doesn't it uh, not only is there undeniable unmistakable evidence right that there, there should be clear evidence but but look at what it says in verse 24 about the old self those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires Now romans 8 says those who have the spirit of god living in them those who are born again those who proclaim uh, a relationship with christ it says you know if that's you if you're a born-again believer it says your, your flesh has been crucified with its passions and its mm-hmm. desires. So not only, you know, I, th- I think not only were your sins uh, themselves crucified and nailed to the cross to be remembered no more, but Isaiah 53, 4 says he bore your grief and your sorrows. Mm-hmm. He crucified the guilt of sin. He crucified the shame of sin. Galatians 5, 24 says he took your carnal self. He took your flesh self, the self that is hostile towards God, the self that makes itself an enemy towards God. He took that Johnny, he took that David, and the temporary earthly passions and desires and said in Philippians 2.13, Johnny, you have everything you need, you have everything you need to do what is pleasing to, to, to God you don't have to succumb to the flesh anymore you don't have to succumb to the passions of the flesh anymore that old self johnny that old johnny has been crucified you don't have to do that johnny you can pursue holiness you can pursue righteousness and 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 so going back to to romans 8 9 uh it says the spirit of god lives in you the spirit of god lives in you and we want to we want to say it's too tempting. We want to say it's too appealing. Again, I'm not saying it ain't difficult, uh, but we ain't living in the promise of Romans 8 9 that the Spirit of God Himself lives in you. Hmm. Right? We don't have to do those things. Galatians 5 24 says your old self was crucified. You don't have to do those things. You have everything within within you to do what pleases God. You have everything within you to do what pleases God. So, so, so having this, having the Spirit of Christ, having the Spirit of God in Romans 8 9, it directly correlates to having a, a relationship with God. Having a relationship with God. You know, salvation is more, I think I said this last week, salvation is more than just repenting uh, and believing. Uh, but it's about yearning, it's about desiring to have a relationship. Right? It's that you, you grow in your salvation. You know w- when we come to that realization of what of what Christ did for us, we begin to grasp this idea uh, of eternity. right we say God I want to know you more God I want to I want to walk with you closer God you know I want I want to know you more right? I've experienced your goodness, I've tasted your mercy. Show me more. Mm-hmm. when we come to that realization, David, you talk about it all the time. Our perspective is completely different. It's changed for the better
1: and it, it's it's hard because you know you can go in a week's worth of work and next thing you know your perspective is lost from that very being of what you just said. Mhm um, and that's why it's so important I think to consistently walk in relationship one day at a time, uh, each day, um, getting, starting that day anew, uh, to walk in the spirit. You know, the day's over, you wake up, it's a key, crucial, because then before you know it, the whole week's gone, and now you're worried, stressed, upset, frustrated, and it happened within four days, because we stopped, you know, yeah. communicating and getting access to our spirit that we have, and God is with us. He's walking with us. But you know, if that, if there's sin and that relationship is broken, you know, it's frustrating because we then go into the flesh, and you know, you're living in the flesh, and now you're wondering why you're mad all the time. You're wondering mm-hmm. why you're upset. You're wondering why this, that, and the other, because we've perspective switched over. You know, just like that, and I think it's so important. You know, church is so important. Your friends are so important. You're if you're hanging around good people that keep you like accountable uh, for God. You know that perspective is hard to lose. Yeah. If you're calling a buddy asking him about Jesus, or you're with guys in the truck that are reading the Bible, if you're mm-hmm. influential, and you're not always going to have that scenario. But if you can create your friends, you can have, you know, a man shows himself friendly, you can have the right friends. You know, I know Brett will be your friend. You know, for anyone to say, you know, I I don't like offering my pastor out to everyone, but there's so many people out there that are good friends and I know it kind of went off there a little bit, but I think, you know, reality is that spirit, we have access to to overcome anything Because it's God. Like, God is with us, and you set me up last week to, like, you know, when you understand that the same presence of God is in your life that raised Jesus from the dead Mm. is right beside you. He's holding your hand, and he's molding you, you know, or the clay. And he's just, if you let him, he's just like, oh, I've made you to be this perfect, Right, this, I'm molding you for this perfect clay, and I'm getting you ready for what's about to come. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets this mold, and, and you know, in his, in his time, in his way, and when he gets that mold, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. You get the joy because you're in his mold. You've, you've accustomed to his life and to see things in his point of view and. You know, in that perspective, you attain joy, you attain peace, you attain long-suffering, you attain meekness, you attain everything that we're all striving to get every day. Literally. Yeah. Right. But, I just told you, it's so hard within a week to stay in tune. And that's why it's so important with Sunday school, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. It's not even hard enough because, you know, me and you both know that we've struggled from Sunday night to Wednesday night. And mm-hmm. if you're not in tune or walking with God, you lose that. Yeah. Like, uh, you struggle.
0: Yeah, I think that's the the importance of relationships, as as you you talked about having having those relationships. Um, uh, you know, as we think about relationships, uh, David, if you don't mind, go to James chapter four. Um, I want us to kind of talk a little bit about what these relationships look like and uh you know as we think about the realization right coming to a knowledge of the holy spirit's presence in our lives um it it, james the book of james it's actually he's writing to uh believers okay all five chapters I, i did a i was looking through this today all five chapters somewhere in those five chapters if not multiple times he says my brothers Okay, so he's addressing his brother. So he's talking to believers. And in James chapter 4, it really talks about living uh, according to the world's wisdom, right? There's this idea, there's this perspective in the world still today, 2,000 years later, to put yourself first. right, forget anyone and forget anything other than yourself. Uh, And James addresses that in verse 7 and 8 by saying what, David?
1: Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you devil minded
0: So I think we I think we talked about this uh, uh, last week. Uh, when it, when you think when you look at that, you know, ask yourself the question: What do you learn about a relationship with God? There, uh, what do you learn uh, about what it means to be in a relationship? Right? And it says in verse 8, draw near to God. Okay, uh, Again, Philippians 2.13, You have everything within you to do what pleases God. Right, But we have to intentionally choose Christ every single morning. <laughs> you have to intentionally choose to live according to the Spirit. You have to intentionally choose to set your minds on the things that are above. Right? When James says, draw near to God, We have to pursue an intimate relationship. You have to go after, you have to run after, you have to chase. uh, You have to hunt that intimate relationship. You have to pursue it every single morning. Uh, I think if you're pursuing, you you think about that word pursuing, what are you doing? You're You're
1: chasing after the Father.
0: As hard and as fast as you can go.
1: Because the Lord tells to do everything 100% with all your might.
0: (laughs) It says, draw near to God as hard and as fast as you can go. Pursue Him. You're in in pursuit of Him. You know what that looks like? Go to YouTube. (laughs) Type in a a pursuit down the interstate and tell me how fast them...
1: Yeah, or a pursuit Police of like going. a cheetah chasing after a whatever in right. Africa. That pursuit. That's that, what we should have for that's the, the love we of have. Jesus. The not mindset. this.
0: Not this. Not this lollygagging around, dumbfounded walking. It's, <laughs> it says draw near to God. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have everything you. If you have everything within you to do what's pleasing to God, then we are called to pursue that, pursue that relationship. Again, salvation, salvation as a whole, is more than just is more than just submitting and fleeing from the devil, right? That's what four seven says. It says, submit yourself therefore to God and flee from the devil. But there's also a verse eight. It doesn't stop there.
1: And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. Like they submit themselves. You're, and submitting to God there too as well is you know we could talk about that for hours. Yeah. But resist the devil and he will flee from you. No one really and I am guilty, but no one really draws to like you said, pursuing after God. You know, there there are people that do. Right. But you know, it's in that relationship and that everyday life. You know, sometimes like I told you, for 3 days goes by and you're like what am I doing? And then all of a sudden you realize, well, I haven't been drawn close to God. So is God close to me right now? Mm-hmm. No. You know, as God, you know, draw nigh to God, it says, and He will draw nigh to you. Mm. You know, God is all over, over everything. God is always watching. God knows everything. But to have the presence of those spirit that we're discussing, to have the presence of the sp- the, the Holy Spirit with you and working, moving power, the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I think when you draw a night of God, you set it up last week. What's it look like, Johnny? When somebody is... When God draws next to you, the same God that... What does that look like? When a person or someone or even in the Bible, what's it look like when God is draw, draws night of something?
0: Yeah, I mean... You certainly feel that you come to that realization that we're talking about. You feel that presence, you know, you don't, you know, that presence is with you. Mm-hmm. All right, what's that? What does that look like? Uh, when you draw near, it, it he draws near to you, okay? You got problems in this life, Christ, mm-hmm. right? You're not sure what God wants you to do, pursue Christ.
1: You need a miracle.
0: You need a miracle. You got family problems. You got financial problems. You got relationship Come problems. You got emotional problems. You got sin problems. The answer to those problems is pursue Christ.
1: Yep.
0: And in return, God will draw near to you. Yeah, God will draw and near and to you.
1: presence, that's it. You say, man, what happens after that? Oh, God's next to you. You didn't get it. Right. We didn't, like... Yes, Johnny went, walked us all the way up to everything, everything, everything. And you say, what's next? There ain't nothing that need to happen next. Because if God is next to you, he's perfect. His presence is perfect. His, he knows what's best for Johnny. He knows what's best for David. He knows what's best for all of us. So it's just, you know, we're just breaking down scripture here. Has nothing to do with Johnny's saying. Has mm-hmm. nothing to do with David saying to understand that when you draw nigh to God, he draws nigh to you, and to know that the presence of God is sitting right next to you, holding you, molding you. One more you want. Isn't that why we're made?
0: Mm. Psalms chapter 23, it says, verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. At all the days of your life, surely goodness and mercy will follow you. That's that's the God that we serve. It will follow you. It will pursue you. Right? He draws near to you, but but there's a condition there. Right. Right? You think about Psalms twenty you think about Psalms twenty-three, Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want you. And as you go through there, uh wow, you know, that must that must mean uh, I can do whatever I want, and God will bless me. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Wrong. All right. Verse one: The Lord is my shepherd. You have to be in the flock. Huh? <laughs> you have to be drawn near to Him.
1: What is a shepherd? You follow. You know, as a shepherd, you follow. Yeah. The, the shepherd. Yeah. You said it. Mm-hmm. You said no. That's not true. Yeah. All this will happen. No, until you get in line and follow the shepherd. And he is a shepherd there in verse 23. Yeah. I am a shepherd.
0: And, and, and so I think, you know, you got to be in the flock. But, you know, if you think about all that, if you can just brush that off and and not be brought to your knees in thankfulness of what he's done for you. Wow. You know, I, I, I think we talked about it Sunday. Uh, you think about what happened 2,000 years ago on the cross. And people want, people in churches this coming Sunday won't bad an eye to it. No emotion. But we'll get emotional over that sick dog. We'll get emotional over that. But whenever your soul is on the line, we don't get we're not brought to our knees.
1: Why is that? Perspective or lost, lost yeah. like not understanding. Because hey. we, you I know, think it, I, we all get in our little laws.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: Obviously, like I are talking about, but why do we fall away from that? Is it the sinful nature? Is it? You because know, you know, rightfully so. There's people in this church that would weep and cry and and just ah. be so upset about their dog, like you said. When there's souls in here that are dying, going to hell, mm-hmm. that we're not. You know, why do we not? How? What turns that perspective? What?
0: Right. Why? Wh-
1: why do we let allow that? Why do we? I mean, I know it's our flesh and I know it's what we see, but to live in that spirit, to get access, to, you know, what God wants us, what do you got?
0: Well, yeah, no, I just, I i think it is perspective. All right, we get in these laws of life and we go through the motions and uh, we just, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know.
1: God, I think it's our sin nature. Because, like you said, if if you don't have the right friends in your life and you're not dwelling on God, then you can't have that perspective. Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, truthfully, I think that's it. If you want my honest opinion, you know, I could have more feelings toward this over here than I do a soul at the altar because I'm. I guess that's it. It's what we're fixed on. Yeah. Uh, because when if I was sitting here, which happens in in. There's people kneeling and praying at the altar trying to find God and getting saved. And I'm sitting there worried about what's going on after church. Yeah. You know, I think that goes back to perspective. I'm not drawn nigh to God. I'm not even considering God in wow. those moments. I'm a, I went to the flesh. And, you know, I think it's a perspective thing. I think it's a sinful battle that we face. We all face it. And that, that, and that devil warf. that's what Brad's talking about, spiritual warfare on Sunday nights. Encourage you to come on yeah. Sunday nights, but you know it's it's deep. You know you say that, but it's something that we all, you know, there's times in our lives that we have that passion, and there's times that that passion, you know, maybe our mind's not right. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, we've thrown I've thrown a term around here the past mm-hmm. several minutes of this realization. Maybe maybe what we're supposed to be talking about is. Mm-hmm. Coming to a realization. Right? Cause a lot of times, you know, continuing on this, you know, we don't realize. We 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 forget the perspective is wrong. We're not we're not realizing, we're not being reminded, we're not reminding ourselves of what happened on Calvary. We're not reminding ourselves of God's presence that we have. Hmm. You know. It's certainly, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, we could it's talk interesting.
1: In deep, and I think, man, we could go off and talk yeah. and it's a deep subject, but, you know, you brought it up and, you know, it's perspective and drawing nigh to God. Uh, your perspective's right. Cause God's sitting there next to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we can do a study on that, but good one.
0: Yeah. You, you know, you draw near to God, he draws near to you, uh, be in the flock. You got to be in the flock, right? Uh, Psalms twenty-three, one: The Lord is my shepherd. Right? He's your <laughs> shepherd. You got to be in the flock for sure for goodness and mercy to to follow you all the days of your life. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, but then look at the second part of James four, eight: uh, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. And what's it say, David?
1: Draw near to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners and purify your hearts, ye devil-minded."
0: So so, so we see this need, again in the Bible, we see this need to make yourself holy, to make yourself presentable, to wash yourself, to cleanse yourself. Uh, what's that look like? Uh, it's not talking about the literally the dirt on your body, right? It's talking about your thoughts, your motives, your desires. You brought this up last week, David, and I went home and found it. Psalms 139, uh, again, the, the the same chapter that we were in earlier, uh, it says, verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Right, know, Search me, God, know my heart, and know my thoughts. Cleanse me. Uh, I don't know. I think, there's a, I, I think there's a reason uh, we continue to talk about our minds and our thoughts. If it's for me, uh, or if it's for someone else out there, well, but I think the it keeps coming in on. The
1: mind, yeah. Really, truthfully, I think it always comes back to the mind every time. Like, at the end of the day, it does. And you said that. You said, well, we always tend to come back to this mind thing. Well, if the mind ain't right... Yeah. Good luck.
0: Uh, our thought lives matter. Uh, you know, David who wrote that in Psalms 139, he wasn't perfect by any means. He But he acknowledged his sin and he still asked God to search his heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he still asked God to know his thoughts. Uh, David, if you're still in the book of James, look at uh, James chapter 1. Verse fourteen and fifteen.
1: But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death.
0: So so the desire to sin comes from within. Mm-hmm. Okay, the desire to sin comes from within. It's it's not God's fault that we sin. Right? Again, Philippians two thirteen, the fourth or fifth times we've talked about it, he's giving you what you need not to sin. All right, He's giving you what you need to please to please Him. Therefore, we I think we ought to practice. We ought to practice what Paul teaches us in Philippians four eight. And before we talk about that, look again at uh, I know we're kind of going everywhere. Look again at Romans chapter eight. Uh, Romans chapter eight verse five. Again. It says, people who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit.
1: Huh, so it is the mind. That's why I keep going back to the mind.
0: I focus on the things above. I focus on the things of God. That is to focus, as we talked about last week, on life and focus on peace. The opposite of that is flesh. The things that are earthly, the things that are temporary, death not going to last, right? So as we think about focusing our minds um, on these things, uh, how do we how do we cultivate that? How do we cultivate this this godly behavior that that we're called to have when we're when we're born again? Again, we've been studying this this process, this concept of being born again for several weeks, but uh, when we're born again, we change. Mm -hmm. We, We strive to cultivate godly behavior. We strive to reject sin. We strive to renew our minds, but how? How do we do those things? How do we cultivate godly behavior? Where does it start? We didn't even... We, you know, you said it earlier. starts in the mind. starts you know, um, setting our minds. Yeah,
1: you know, I think of Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. It says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind mm. is stayed mm. on thee. So, you know, that's why it always comes back to the mind. You know, mm. you know, even in today, me and Mitchell in the truck, you know, we stop for a moment and we... We we didn't have any more to say about anything, and we went to the Word and got our mind on Him. And you want to talk about peace? You want to talk about uh, the Lord just giving you exactly what you need? You know, after that, that that satisfies. Yeah. Jesus satisfies. Nothing else does. And it's to the mind. You, we talked about it. It says. <clears throat> We and you keep going. We keep going back to the mind, mind perspective, whatever it is, because when your mind is about yourself, the flesh, mm-hmm. and we talked about the flesh, it, you it's dead. Yep. You're dead to the Lord. Your relationship's broken, and I don't know that it's bad that we keep going to the mind. I think that's where you lose your connection. Yeah. Is in the mind. I think that's. I think that's what God you know he wants us to go back to the mind because he always tells us to go back to the cross yeah and he always tells us to go back to think about me you know think about what i've done dwell on the cross and when you start to do that the bright light gets a little brighter
0: as it's literally shining right here right here right now yeah
1: so i think you know i don't think it's coincidence we always talk about the mind because i think that's where you win the battle I think if on Sunday night you'll hear Brett talk about this, there's a battlefield and it's in your mind. Yeah. You win the battlefield in your mind, you over, You win a lot of things mm-hmm. with Christ.
0: Yeah. Um, setting your mind to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, concentrated effort, right? Uh, you talked about with you. Know, that that is parallel to pursuing Christ.
1: Like you said earlier. Yep pursuing
0: what's what's that look like um, you know the conversations you hear at work you know think about it, the conversations you hear at work the, the billboards you see the music on the radio the news you watch the magazine you read at the doctor's office office <laughs> some of it may not uh be immoral so to speak mm-hmm. but the perspective is one that excludes god and prioritizes things as though life on earth is all that matters right if we want to be directed from above we have to make an effort to counteract our culture our culture you know our the, the world says this is this is this is this, this, this right we we as believers uh we're the fish going upstream we have to make an intentional effort to counteract those things right how do we do this Uh, it's the simple things it's setting your mind to it how do you set your minds on the things that are above Um, coming to church coming to class coming to Bible study listening to Christian radio reading things that turn your heart towards God meditating and delighting in scripture Um, I saw a quote Says life is short, enjoy it, uh, but eternity is long. Prepare for it. Right? If you don't, if you don't want to, uh, I'll put, I'll, I'll put it. I'm gonna put it very plain and very simple. If you don't want to come to church and build your relationship, if you don't want to go to Bible study, if you don't want to listen to Christian radio, if you don't want to set your minds on the things that are above, if you don't want to do those things um for hours on end if you don't want to do those things right now now we want to do them but sometimes we fall short of them right if you don't have a desire to do those things you can forget uh about heaven right. because that is the only thing there to do is is worship and praise and the service lasts forever
1: and you're t- you're just not saved you don't know Jesus
0: are you are you wanting to do those things you know do, do, do I you no. Know, we should want to do those things. Do we do we all the time? No. Right? We get in the flesh. We get the wrong mindset. We get the wrong perspective. But deep down inside, as a believer, man, I want to do what pleases God. Man, I want to do what's right. But right? I don't want to let him down. I want to I want to pursue him. I want to do what's pleasing to him. Hmm. Right, and, and, and so we set our minds. To it. We make a concentrated, intentional effort. Colossians 3, I always go to, uh, but I'll give you an example outside of Colossians 3 about this perspective of our minds. And we talked about it last week, but I'm going to revisit it again. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. As we turn over there.
1: Philippians 4? Yeah. You ready?
0: 7 and 8. Yeah.
1: And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things.
0: So it said, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and it will guard our minds. Now, David, you said it earlier. What was Isaiah 26, 3?
1: And for um, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee.
0: So who is kept in perfect peace? We are. The one whose mind is stayed on him. Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah, if we're fixed on him.
0: So so while God, while, you know, Philippians 4 uh, 7 and 8 says while God guards our hearts he wants us to focus on living lives that, that, that please God mm-hmm. that please him right wow. so, so the first thing he mentions is truth okay why is our mindset on God because we, I, we trust him as a believer right uh Are you going to trust in anything other than truth?
1: You will one day. Yeah. So you better start.
0: Yeah. Uh, Our minds should be exercised. They should be filled. They should be lifted by bringing them into contact with the truth. Hmm. How do we bring it into contact? We pursue. The truth. The truth is found in God. The truth is found in Christ. The truth is found in the Holy Spirit. The truth is found in God's Word. Right. Righteous living depends on right thinking. Starts with the mind. Setting your mind. Set your minds to the things that are above. And God promises. God promises to keep the one in perfect peace whose mind is set on Him.
1: And that's what we all strive for is peace in our mm-hmm. lives. A balance that God gives.
0: Yeah. We're designed, uh, you know, you think about the way we're designed. We're designed to uh, to have a choice. when When problems arise, when difficulties arise, when life is heavy, when you're dealing with anxiety, depression, fear, worry... Uh, you know, temptation. Right? We have a conscious choice to make. Set your minds on the things that are above. You can look to Jesus or you can look to this world. What Paul's saying in, in Philippians 4 is, is when it comes to the struggle against sin, when it comes to the struggle uh, against temptation or, or, or the choices and the decisions, the best way to react is Jesus.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. immediately take him all of your needs all of your cares all of your necessities all of your concerns his yoke is easy and his burden is light we we choose intentionally choose to focus our minds on the things that are pure right lovely uh, the things of good report Right those in themselves those things are identical to who Christ is It points us to Christ who is good who is true who is honorable who is pure who is righteous who is praiseworthy And it's a it's it's perspective it's it's your mind
1: Yeah It's good I like it renewing of your mind there's a verse in there I don't have my phone to look it up but you know I think the renewing of your mind is so important yeah every day how do you overcome sin is to renew your mind in Christ every day every hour no how about that Every minute every yeah well try it. I dare you podcast listener, try every minute to dwell on Jesus
0: it's we've experienced it both ways, haven't we? Oh, yeah. We've experienced life not dwelling, I not setting our minds. We've probably done it this week, if not today.
1: It's so quick and I told you it's like, bam. Dwelling on me, dwelling on me, dwelling on me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did that just happen? What in the world? What is going on? No, Jesus, come. Sit down beside me. I need help.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I hate that it's so easy. I literally tell Jesus, I hate that it's so easy that I just go off and try to do my own thing. Yeah. I wish it was a little bit harder for me to... To get away from God, but it just like off to my own self again, mm-hmm. and you know God has a way of bringing us back to Him. But you know I think He give when you have that opportunity to choose Him every morning, and He gives you that opportunity. It's even sweeter to Him, and you know to ultimately show that respect and to know that you can't do anything without Christ. Mm-mm. You can't. God is in control of everything. He's in control of riches and honor. He's in control of it all. Ultimately, why do you not want that in your life?
0: (laughs) Uh, There's a song out there that says, uh, God won't give you anything you can't handle, but the truth is you can't handle anything without him. (laughs) yeah ain't that the truth that's the truth there ain't nothing we do in this life that we cannot handle without him we need him we need him the least we can do is pursue him the least we can do is run amen. after him desire to know him desire to to amen. learn from him and know more about him
1: amen
0: well we appreciate you listening uh and studying with us today you, uh David, would you mind praying over us? Sure.
1: Dear Lord, I thank you for another day to wake up. Lord, uh, it's getting lighter in the week. We get tired and wore out and working. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for, you know, Johnny, my friend, to be able to have this opportunity, Lord, for us to study your word. And, And Lord, we've done nothing but read your word for the past hour. God and you know how it comes alive and how your presence if we allow it sits down beside us Lord when we seek after the spirit and after you uh, Lord you promise to draw close to us and uh, Lord I do love you today I know that I struggle with a lot of different things and God I, I pray that you know you can continue to uh, get me back and and draw me in closer each day every time I come searching after you, Lord, and just show me another lesson of wisdom and knowledge and grow me into the man that you want. Lord, and the same for Johnny. You know, I ask, you know, Lord, you grow Johnny into the man that um, you want him to be. I pray that he, you know, each day, ask the Lord to search him and, and to keep his heart in tune and to keep his mind right. Lord, I know that it's a battle out there. Uh, It's a battle that we can win if we allow God to help us. Mm -hmm. So Lord, as we leave here tonight, God, I give everything back to you. I lay everything back at your feet. Lord, and I thank you for, you know, even the smallest little thing for me to be able to walk in here, to be able to see your light go in and out of the clouds. God, that presence of who you are the Lord help me just to open my eyes to every little thing that you do so that I can just draw closer to you in your goodness and your mercy the Lord will follow me if I allow you to leave me in your name Amen